New Amsterdam Radio is, of course, brought to you in part by NewAmsterdam.com, home of the Notebook One. Whether you use it as a dream journal or a way to get things done, the Notebook One is a reimagined notebook with creative people in mind, supreme construction, excellent durability. You can get yours with this promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO, at NewAmsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Hello, everyone. It's Flopa Boys thanking you for tuning in to New Amsterdam Radio and checking out NewAmsterdam.com. On this show, for those of you who have not experienced this before, we take news stories or people in the news, uh, iconoclasts, if you will, uh, those who may have been citizens of the creative city of New Amsterdam in theory, and we really dissect what they do, uh, processes companies are doing, um, even fun things other creative people are, are, are attempting to do right now. And the idea is that with a couple of episodes under your belt, you'll be inspired to do your own form of greatness. There is no doubt in my mind that we are living in a big data society, right? Numbers are everything. Numbers mean everything. A couple of careers ago, I was in marketing. That was my quote-unquote day job, and everything was down to uh, KPMs, key performance metrics, or KPIs, key performance indicators, and, and, and graphs, and sigmas, and understanding return of investment, how much money we got in to how much money we get out. When it comes to big data, though, most people think about the algorithm, right? The recommendation engine or the uh, curation platform that many sites use, whether it's Amazon trying to determine what kind of products would be interesting to you, or whether it's uh, Facebook trying to see what advertising will be interested to you. These things are powered by numbers that is constantly learning. The way you move through these platforms are definitely being recorded. Well, maybe with your consent, right? Uh, you have to opt into it on some level. So don't be scared about big data or algorithms, but it's the way it is. But today's episode of New Amsterdam Radio, I want to talk to you about the company Netflix, one of the chief proponents of big data. And I mean that in the most as the most clearest sense. Here's a company that produces content and acquires content uh, to be consumed for entertainment. So we're talking comedies, we're talking movies, we're talking talk shows. And for a subscription, uh, you have access to all this programming. And over time, Netflix learns what you think, what they think you might like. And you are recommended um, content based on your past viewing habits. And usually it's with a percentage. Like sometimes I'll, I'll get an email saying, hey, we just uploaded this sitcom because you love witty sitcoms featuring minority leads. <laughs> it gets really in the weeds like that. And it's kind of cool. Um, some would say it's kind of scary, um, but I do think when it comes to using big data for good, I think Netflix is really the best example. Because not only does it recommend content for you, it knows how long uh, people are watching things, um, what's considered a, a new ratings point uh, is something they keep close to their vest, uh, and so is, so is total number of streams, but I'm sure using that information 
from users' data can inform them on what kind of content they need, what they like, what they should go out and acquire, what should they make on their own. And, and that, to me, is just amazing. So I've been delving deep into Netflix's uh the way they operate business, their personalities, and on the C-suite, and people in that company are doing great things. And I came across uh, this article uh, from Entrepreneur Magazine about uh, more talking talking about the culture of Netflix, right? There's a document out there that previously outlines the culture of Netflix and what is expected from employees and, and managers and all that. And something really struck my attention. And it was the uh, keeping or letting go principle. Uh, for those of you not that know, uh, managers are routinely challenged to think of their employees, those their subordinates, um, as very, very valuable members of their team. If a manager cannot justify uh, an employee's role, or, or in other words, will they not fight for them to keep that role, uh, that subordinate is terminated. Which seems awfully blunt on the surface, but to me, uh, it's definitely an interesting take on that, right? When you're building your businesses, and this is how we're going to come across this in two different levels today. Level one, if you are building your own businesses, and, and luckily if you've been fortunate enough to, to go past the idea stage into the execution stage, and you're growing, and, you're, and you have a staff of people that are willing to help you, whether you pay them or not, that is something that we usually have to come across. As managers, if it was your concept and your idea, you may not want to be a manager, you may be an unwitting manager, but you've definitely felt, fell into that role now. And a lot of times we have to sit and think of our teams. Are they valuable? And you really want to surround yourself with people that are valuable. Not necessarily a certain kind of person, though sometimes company cultures uh, tend to reflect that. But someone that can do their job, can, can do their job without being handheld, I guess, on some level. Um, very, very good at what they do. But also, uh, the second level is for people... Um, maybe who are just starting out entrepreneurship or those who are dealing with the shock of, of being in a day job and being, being let go, because I was there too. Um, that is something very interesting of how Netflix does their business and that the days of you becoming a company person are changed. I won't say they're over because there are some brands, there are some causes there that make people go, oh my gosh, I'm really part, part of this. But the idea that you show up to a company with your metal lunchbox and put it on the desk and you put in 40 years and, and you get to leave with a pension and a nice little gold watch, uh, those days are pretty much gone. So those specific kind of days are pretty much gone. And that to me is, is also exemplified by this, right? You can really, really like your job. You can really decide to get up every morning and give 200% to a cause. But then the manager can come to you and say, hey, I did some thinking. Uh, you're not the right fit for this role anymore. And that could be a complete shock to you. I mean, it's like getting broken up with. Uh, but a lot of times, the big lesson that I had to learn the hard way is that uh, it has nothing to do with you most times. And if it does, it probably wouldn't be a right fit either way, you know? Much like how if you're rejected for a date, you can't make people like you. And uh, at the same time, you can't make people employ you, right? <laughs> in most cases, in most situations, out here, at least in California, they're at will, right? They can just say, 
we're done. Uh, get your stuff and leave. <laughs> but I thought that was so interesting how Netflix tackles that. And and what does that mean for future companies? Are they going to ascribe to the Netflix model? Maybe. I like to think so. But it could be just a overblown or protracted trend, um, much like open office plans and all that. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys heard the sounds of the boats behind me. I'm actually, on. this is more of a personal thing, I'm actually uh, in Italy right now. Uh, I came, I was flown out for to do a wedding. Uh, for those of you who follow me over at flowbito.com, F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a mobile DJ, a wedding DJ out of Los Angeles. And the client uh, had flown me out to, to Italy to perform her wedding. So I've been out here um, looking over the Gulf of... Sorrento, I think. I'm in Fiore, uh, in the Campanile region, um, on the Amalfi Coast, uh, looking at this view of the sea that goes on for theoretically forever. And uh, I just boats going on like that. And that's, I'm not saying that to brag. I mean, I think this year, as being a strict entrepreneur of creative in the creative space, right? And not only do I do a business DJing, but there is some creative art to making your mixes and being good in master of ceremonies and, and giving your clients a the white glove service, but maybe this is the biggest sign of some of the fruits are paying off. So it's really more of a, I don't want to say inspirational tactic, but definitely something to think about. I know that there's months when I was uh, at my kitchen table going, how is this going to work? And, and now I'm literally uh, talking to you uh, on a biz- working vacation out here in the southern region of Italy. So isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> That's all the time we have for today on this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Of course, uh, you can check out newamsterdam.com to learn more about our brand and our line of products. And we're definitely going to get a, a podcast page up there. Uh, the strategy is we're gonna, we had some ep- episodes I want to get out there first before doing a soft rollout. So look for that soon. And please tell a friend about the podcast wherever you're listening. Um, this is where I usually list where, every, where the podcast is available, but... Obviously, if you're listening to it now, you know where you can at least find it in one space. But just for the official record, uh, we're on Spotify, of course, now, iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, Teaser, um, not SoundCloud. That's the only, really the only major platform we're not on right now. Uh, just search for New Amsterdam Radio. And of course, I am Flobo Boys. Check me out uh, over at flobito.com. That's F L O B I T O.com. And until next time, this city's yours.